Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week, uh, today, actually, is uh, new ups- is what I watched this month, January edition, 2022. It is already February, that is absolutely mental that we're already month into the year. That's crazy. Uh, so yeah, like I said uh, on yesterday's episode, on Thursday, Friday, uh, will be my BAFTA nomination, my reactions to the BAFTA nominations. So yeah, three episodes out this week, all just with me. So, but then yeah, next week will be like a normal episode and the Oscar nominations. And then after that will be the Valentine's Day special, which will be a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm just going to talk about films that I watched uh, in this past month. So, first off was The Lion King, which I covered in my episode yesterday, so I don't really feel like I need to talk about that more. Really, really great film, one of the best animated films, and one of the best films ever made, in my personal opinion. Then I watched uh, through all the Matrix films, the the original Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, and Matrix Resurrections. Uh, The original Matrix is one of my all-time, all-time favourite films. I remember a few years ago, 2019 it would have been, I went to see it in the cinema with my dad, which was an which was an unbelievable time. It was really, really great. Uh, it's it's it was absolutely fantastic, and I stand by it as being one of the best action films ever made, one of the best sci-fi films ever made. I think that Keanu Reeves gives a a really great performance in it. Well, not really great performance, a a, a solid performance for what he's given. I think. All the cast, all the supporting cast are really good. Um, Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus, Hugo Weaving especially is absolutely fantastic. You know the, there's so many iconic scenes. You know the, you know the red, the you know red pill, blue pill thing. There's the whole, um, you know, there's the bullet time. There's the great fight between Neo and Smith at the end of the film. It's it's an absolute, it's a it's a fantastic film and, and one of the best films ever made in my opinion. And then there's the sequels, which I don't really like. I feel like everything that's sort of been said about these films and why they sort of don't work as films has already been said. I just don't think they work particularly well. Because essentially in the first Matrix they kinda of screwed themselves because by the end of that film, you know, Neo can fly, and then it's sort of like, well, what do you do after that now? Because now he's he's basic, he's he's basically Superman. Uh, so he is, yeah. It's kind of hard to try and write, you know, a villain who who go against him because he's, you know, bait more or less unstoppable, and so they just create him fighting hundreds of Agent Smiths who then, like, dogpile on him. It's crazy. Uh, but I would say... Um, if I was to put one above the other, I think I'm, I'm not entirely sure because I, I don't really like either. I'll check my ratings that I gave them. I think I might have given them the same rating. I uh, But... I, I think... If I would, if I, I think I gave them, I don't know, I preferred Matrix Revolutions. I gave that a five, gave the first, gave the second one a four. Uh, that's, yeah, that's probably pretty fair. I, I don't really 
care for them and uh, I, I I did watch these in anticipation for the new one which I have not seen yet and yeah um so did I say Matrix yeah Matrix I, I wrote it down I put it I titled it as the new one and it's not the new one it's Matrix it's Revolutions and Reloaded I gotta change that because I haven't actually seen Matrix Resurrections yet and I did plan to see that but stuff happens and you don't really get to do what you want to do you know so um yeah but yeah the original matrix you know a classic not you know one of the best films ever made and then the two mediocre sequels that don't really you know mean anything and don't really matter uh then i watched west side story the 2021 remake i won't talk about this because i have a very good feeling it will be a big oscars contender so i'll just leave that for my oscars episode in march uh then i rewatched whiplash which i covered on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago so just go back and listen to that episode and you'll get my full thoughts on it then and I watched Don't Look Up, the new Adam McKay film. Again, I think that'll probably be a big Oscars contender for Best Picture and stuff. So, uh, I won't... Actually, I'll, I'll just quickly say that I really liked West Side Story. I thought it was really good. I thought there was some really good stuff in it. Uh, and I was, I was surprised at how good it was and how invested I got in the relationship of Maria and Tony. But I will cover that uh, in the Oscars episode because... I feel like it will be a big player there. And Don't Look Up, I thought was a solidly decent film. I, I think the hate for it has been a little me- mental, I think. You know, it, it's very on the nose, but I kind of like that Adam McKay is just being incredibly on the nose with these films and just being like, yep, this is what I'm doing. Deal with it. So, yeah, but I'll talk about it that more in the Oscars episode. Then I watched The House, which is a new Netflix original, which was originally meant to be a TV series, and on most places it is being, like, people uh, haven't putting it as a TV series when it's not. It's a film. It's an anthology film. It's like The Ballad of Buster Scruggs was considered, was originally, like, a TV show, like an anthology TV show, but... Uh, it, it was not as a film in the house is another one of those and it was my first new 2022 release and I thought it was a lot of fun I, I really enjoyed the three um, stories that were in it I felt that the my personal favorite of the anthology stories was the third one which is basically a l- extended version of the uh, short film a house of small cubes which if you haven't i recommend you go watch it it's all it's on youtube for free it's like 12 minutes long it's it's really really solid it's really fun not fun i don't know why i said it was fun it's not fun it's it's very well made it's it's a it's an animated short as a foreign language animated the foreign animated short film it's like yeah 12 minutes on youtube so yeah go find it and watch it and then, um, I mean, it, I mean, if you get really emo- emotionally into it, you might cry. But um, yeah, the house was a, was really good. Uh, my, I mean, I've only seen two twenty twenty two releases, but it's my personal favorite film of the year so far, and I have a very good feeling it will stay in my top ten 
by the end of the year, presumably. Yeah, it's really fun, and I really enjoy the three stories that it tells. It's in, it's in a very interesting animation style. It's, like, stop motion, but with, like... I don't know how to explain it. It, it, it just... Go find it and watch it, and, and you'll understand what I mean. It's, it's it's an animated film, but it's like a stop motion animated film, but not in like a traditional way. It's uh, it, it's, it's yeah, it's something you should definitely go watch on Netflix. It's only an hour and a half long, too. So, yeah. Then I watched Scream, the new Scream. I did not get a chance to re watch and watch. I did not get a chance to watch through the film, the the, the prior four films, unfortunately. I um, did not expect to go see it when I did. I I kind of expected it would be, you know, a little while before I got to see it. But I, you know, but I actually saw it on, um, like, the day after it came out. And uh, I was blown away by it. I absolutely loved it. It's a, uh, it's what I wanted from a Scream film because I'm, I'm a big fan of the franchise I think that um I mean I I think the first the first Scream film is one of my all-time all-time favorite films it's well up there for me uh Scream 2 is is decently solid and, and Scream 3 is is fine I guess I haven't seen 4 though but Scream Scream or Scream 5 was absolutely great I absolutely loved it to bits it was everything that the Scream franchise should be it was I loved, you know, the, the callbacks to the original films. There have some really great surprises in there. I, I thought I predicted who the killer would be prior to the film, but it kind of, in my head it kind of seemed a bit obvious. But I actually really, really liked it, um, and I thought it was a really fun film. I loved the opening sequence, which was essentially just a massive callback to the original film. I loved, you know, all the different you know all the different things i loved how they did how they handled it how they handled the killers how they handled bringing back you know people from the first one the original the the original characters they brought back uh, david arquette and Ned campbell and courtney cox which is a, a, a thing i'm a big fan of. i'm a big fan of like when a franchise like comes back and they bring back like the original characters from the like older versions of characters from the like like one of my favorite bits of the concept i i, I can't have talked about this in my spider-man episode like in the in the recent stop in the Star Wars sequel trilogy where they had luke and leia and han come back that was all really good and then i love that with this especially because i love the characters in screen so much that it was it was very nice to see um you know these two characters these characters who i love especially from you know that init from the original scream in particular back, uh, and yeah, I thought it was a very solid film. And yeah, my second favorite film of the year, although I've only seen two new twenty twenty two releases, so there's no real yeah. Um, then I watched uh, rewatched rather the Amazing Spider Man because my parents had finally gone around to seeing Spider Man No Way Home. And then they decided to watch the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films because they'd never seen them before. Um, it's fine. It's nothing amazing. I I, I love Andrew Garfield Spider-Man after No Way Home. Uh, and I would love, I would really, really, really love for them to do an amazing Spider-Man 3. And possibly a Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire. I would really, really love that. I, I think that would be really good. 
spot. There's a, I don't know, I think an Amazing Spider-Man 3 is definitely much more likely than a Spider-Man 4. But hopefully we can get both. I'd be very happy if we did. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a decently solid film. I, I've gained a greater appreciation for Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man after No Way Home. He's definitely the best in No Way Home. Yeah, it's a, it's a perfectly solid Spider-Man film. Still on the weaker end, probably. I still think my Spider-Man film rankings probably stays the same. Although I did not rewatch Amazing Spider-Man 2, so who knows. But it, my ranking's probably the same. Just No Way Home is, yes, yeah, second to Spider-Verse. Then I watched Mass, which is a very, very good film that came out at Sundance last year. I, I mentioned this in my review of the year episode that I did that I, this was like the biggest film coming out of Sundance. And then there was, and then like the second biggest was Coda. This is better than Coda in my opinion and should be getting a lot more awards recognition and a lot more awards love but it's not because it's not been marked it's not been, they've not been pushing it very well which is such a shame because jason isaacs and martha blip especially deserve major awards recognition jason isaacs should be winning best supporting actor the film should be nominated at least and probably winning for best original screenplay honestly i i think like it should be you know, getting in there and winning a original, winning original screenplay and supporting actor, but it's not. It's it's not happening, and that really sucks because it should be. Um, yeah, no, it's just a fun, fantastic film. And again, I feel like this is a film I'll probably discuss a little bit more in my Oscars episode, and talking about why it should be nominated for Best Picture and getting in for all these categories. So let's talk about it then. Then I rewatched Into the Spider-Verse, which I did on the podcast, so go listen to that episode. And yeah, then I watched three, my first three Guillermo del Toro films. I, I've seen the Hellboy films, I've seen bits of them, I just don't remember them too well. So I watched Pan's Labyrinth, The Shape of Water, and Nightmare Alley. Pan's Labyrinth is amazing, Shape of Water is, is still very good. And Nightmare Alley is decent. It's, um... Yeah, Pan's Labyrinth is an outstanding film. If you haven't seen it, you should go check out Pan's Labyrinth right now. It's it's a, it's a, it's an amazing film. It's a, um... One of those visually stunning-looking films I've ever seen, personally. It, uh... It really is phenomenal on, on so many levels. It's, it's, complete, it's completely and utterly brilliant there's so many great moments in it there's so like the, the costumes the makeup it's, it's like it's just a classic like i feel like i don't need to talk about it too much because everyone has seen like at least images from it or parodies of it there's so many icon there's so much iconic imagery with the fawn and the, that guy with the i forgot his names i forgot his name but he's got eyes on his hands and he holds them up to his face but besides the sort of fantastical mystical elements of it i i thought that uh this, the humans, like the stuff with, sorry, the stuff with, um, like the, uh, humans and the, like the sort of, uh, not ma magical world is really, really good. And I thought it worked really, really well. I thought the lead performance, the girl's lead performance was utterly outstanding. I was surprised at how 
good of a child performance that was, considering that child performances are really not, like, are typically quite poor. Like, there isn't really any, like, major child performances that I think are, like, really, really good. Like, there's definitely not I can think of at the minute. It's... Yeah, it's a really, really great child performance, and it's it's it's, a, it's an utterly fantastic film that I highly recommend uh, that you all go check out because it's yeah, it's it's completely and utterly brilliant. It's uh yeah, then yeah, The Shape of Water, Best Picture winning over three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which I think is very fair. I think I've made my opinion on, um, my opinion on Three Billboards pretty, like, aware, like, I've made that pretty known on the podcast, as I did an entire episode on it, which you should go listen to. Um, I think that the, I think Shape of Water, I was surprised at how much I got invested in, like, the emotional, in the drama of it all, and the... And the, um, like, relationship between the two, between the, the Sally Hawkins and the, the fish monster. I don't think that's spoilers to say, because I f- think it was pretty well known, like, prior, like, that, like, most people know it as, like, the fish sex movie. Which is a, which is very much, you know, not entirely fair. But, I mean, it is kind of that. It is It is a lot of that. It is a lot more of that than I expected, to be honest. Um, yeah, that's got a really, yeah, nice happy ending. The film performances throughout are all really good. Michael Shannon is... His hand... Oh, it's super gross. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a really, really good... Really... Gr- really great film, in fact. And, I uh, yeah, I highly do recommend that. You all check it out when you get uh, the chance to. And then Nightmare Alley, his new release. Uh, again, this would probably be a big Oscars thing, so I'll cover it then. But uh, I liked it. Thought it was solid. It wasn't amazing, but uh, yeah, it was decently solid. Then I watched Conversations with Other Women, which, uh, if you haven't seen, is basically it's Aaron Eckhart and Helena Bonham Carter. And they're two strangers who meet at a wedding. And then, yeah, stuff ensues. It's It was really, really good. And I got very much into the relationship between those two characters. I was very interested and very, you know, yeah, wanted to see where it would all be going. Uh, and it, yeah, it has a very sort of melancholic ending. And, and that final shot, if, you, if you've seen the film, the final shot is, like, legitimately amazing. It's, it's insane how great that final shot is it's uh yeah and helena bottom carter is is slowly becoming one of my favorite actresses she is completely brilliant i mean i've always thought she was good like fight club for example she was great in fight club and and this is another performance that helps solidify how great she is in my opinion and Aaron Eckhart, he doesn't he's not bad either Aaron Eckhart is quite good as well in this film uh, then i watched cannibal the musical and orgasmo uh, so, yeah, these are the, the, the only other two Trey Parker, Matt, Trey Parker directorial efforts that I hadn't seen. 
and like they're solid. I think Cannibal the Musical is 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 decent, but I actually really really liked Orgasmo. I thought that was very entertaining, very very funny. Had some really great bits of comedy in it. It was, it was very much like this is sort of South Park esque humor. I don't know. I could sort of see like, cause um, you know. I mean, and it really shows that they've always, that Trey Parker has always been interested in the Mormon people as, you know, he is, you know, dressing up as, you know, he plays a Mormon in Orgasmo. And, um, yeah, it's, it was a really, really enjoyable film. It was a, it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. I definitely preferred over Cannibal the Musical. I, I just think, you know, there's a few bits like you can sort of tell that, like, they didn't have a lot of money. To make it, it looks a bit like, oh, that's a bit crap, you know, but, and you can tell that due to, you know, because of the budget they had, but it, they are definitely well worth checking out, they're definitely very, uh, if you, spe if, you know, you won't, like, they're only an hour and a half long, and they're, and they're definitely not, um, like, you know, films that you'll be upset with watching, they're, they're perfectly solid entertainment, and, 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 and you know, I really, really like them. So then, I'll, I'll do my ranking, actually, of Trey Parker's directorial films. Uh, so at the bottom, I've got Cannibal the Musical, then Orgasmo, South Park post-COVID, South Park post-COVID, The Return of COVID, Team America World Police, and South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. So that's my ranking of his directorial effort. Uh... Yeah. Then I watched. Then I started my Disney rewatch, my watch through, which I only watched two films of this month. I watched Oliver and Company and Encanto. I don't think I need to go over Encanto because I believe I covered that in my review of the year, and I'll cover it in my Oscars episode. So there's no point. Needless to say, it got quite a bit. It got better actually on a rewatch, but I'll go we'll get to that later. Uh, anyway, actually, Encanto is really really good. Um, go check it out. It's on Disney Plus right now. Kind of wish I'd seen it in theatres, but, you know, I, I also didn't really care to go see it in theatres. And then uh, Oliver and Company is is solid. It's, like, it's a perfectly fine, serviceable Disney film. It's not, like, amazing. It's not, like, something crazy, the, the most craziest thing they've ever done. It's just, you know, it's... Yeah, it's, 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 rel it's relatively solid. Uh, I don't really have much to say in it. It's just, like, a solid Disney film. Then I watched The Pianist, and oh boy, that is a very sharp turn. It's, uh, whew, I feel like I'll have to do an episode on The Pianist at some point, because Jesus Christ, it is, uh, there's so much I want to say about it that I, like, it's, it, it's hard to put into words, not hard to put into words, it, it's very much like, like, it, it is a true, it is a I just, like, if I'm being honest, it's a completely and utterly masterclass of a film. It's, it's completely, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. In fact, what I'll do is I'll just read my review of it. I, I, and I'll post this review up on the website for this so you can, you know, check it out. Uh, but I'm just going to read this verbatim because that'll probably give, you know, sort of give my opinion the best, and it pretty much will say it, because it's, it's structured and everything, so I'll just read this review. 
It's insane to me that a, that a man like Roman Polanski can create a film that delves into and analyzes the horrors of humanity, considering his past. The Pianist is one of the most emotionally gripping films I've seen. This film perfectly illustrates the horrors of World War II and the plight of the Jewish people. Adrian Brody shines in a career-best performance, hitting all the nuances of his character as well as the major emotional beats required of him. The technical aspects of the film are all on point with the score and cinematography especially being fantastic. Each scene is masterfully crafted with no scenes going on too long or feeling unnecessary. The film's final 25, 20, 25 minutes is incredibly cathartic and the fact that something so simple gripped me so emotionally is a clear indicator of the quality of the film. The Pianist is definitely not for everyone, but this incredibly harrowing and emotionally gripping film will now forever remain one of my all-time favourites. I think that illustrates my opinion pretty pretty clearly. I, I really, really loved it. It was a uh, really, really great piece of work, and if you haven't seen it, I recommend you all go watch it right now, after this thing's done. Uh, and then the final film I watched this watch with, I, which I watched last night, in fact, was The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Which was a surprisingly really solid, really nice emotional comedy that actually got some really nice emotional beats in it. It's it's incredibly funny, I thought. I thought there were some really great jokes. Some of the gay jokes haven't aged especially well. It, I, I did laugh, but it was more just the fact that it kept going. The jokes themselves weren't like exactly funny it was the fact that they kept going like in calling each other gay and trying and coming up with new reasons as to why they think the other one's gay it's it's definitely not a comedy for everyone if i don't know like humor definitely doesn't work for everyone but for me personally i thought it was absolutely really really funny i thought steve Carell gave a really really good uh, lead comedic performance i thought paul rudd was really good i thought seth rogan was pretty decent i, th I thought uh, i thought all the other supporting actors and, I, and I'm saying that because I don't know their names, unfortunately. But it's a really, really solid, really fun film. Really funny film, rather. And it's definitely one that's worth checking out uh, as a comedy. Definitely, most of it is still a very good comedy. It's not one of like, the best comedies of that, er of that like, sort of time period. I would argue Superbad is probably the best comedy of that sort of time period. Which I did an entire episode on a year ago, in fact. But yeah, the forty-year-old version is surprisingly emotional, and it's it's got a really nice happy ending, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's very funny. It's a really fun, entertaining, funny film. So yeah, that is the films that I watched uh, in January twenty twenty-two. Thank you all for listening to this one uh, on yeah Thursday or Friday will be the BAFTA nominations. My reactions to that next week will be an episode, and then it's the Oscar nominations like a couple of days after that, and then yeah, there'll be. Valentine's Day special in two weeks time uh, and then yeah I'll just continue on and then the Oscars special will be uh, Oscars episode will be in March sometime like the week before the Oscars happen so yeah thank you all for listening to this week's episode and I will see all of you guys in the next one bye <laughs>